are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We're going to talk about the others of Hebrews 11. Now, as we follow this down, we find all the great things. By faith, Isaac, verse 20, By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both his sons, Joseph, and worship, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, it tells the things that he did. By faith, Moses, it tells the things that he did. And it goes right on down and tells you all of the great things that happened through faith. See, this happened because of faith. By faith they passed through the Red Sea. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believe not. See, this faith even worked for an unbeliever here. Then it goes on in verse 32. What shall we more say? The time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had cruel mockings. See, now this is, we're back to the foundation scripture now, what we started with. This is the others of Hebrews 11. Someone said, well, what about these others? What caused all of this to happen concerning the others? Why were they not delivered? Well, now let me point out something to you. 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, you see, everything that comes to you in this life is not the will of God for you. You need to know that. Verse 13. There has no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bury it. Now, this is the way most of you hear it quoted. They say this scripture says that God won't put anything on you that you're not able to stand. But now let's read it again. That was not what the scripture said. That was not what the Apostle Paul said. Let's read it. In fact, let's back up and read verse 12 with it. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. Now what he's saying is that Satan cannot tempt you supernaturally. He has to tempt you by that which is common to man. He can't come with some supernatural temptation. He's got to come to you with the five physical senses, tempt you through the five physical senses. That's the only means that he has of tempting you. He is limited in his methods of temptation. It has to be something that's common to man. But you realize that the Apostle Paul said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. So you see, it's really an unbalanced fight because, you see, we have weapons that are not carnal. But Satan is limited to the carnal things to be able to tempt us. So it's things that are common to man. But God is faithful and will not suffer, will not allow you to be tempted, tested, or tried above that ye are able. 
but he will with temptation make a way of escape. Now notice it didn't say that God sent the temptation. Now this is where most people miss it. They think God sent the temptation. God sent the trial or test. But you see, if you read the fourth chapter of Mark, you find out that it was Satan doing the testing, the trial, and bringing the trials and the afflictions of life. Not God. See, John 10.10 is the dividing line of the Bible. And that is, the thief comes for to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's Satan. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come, that you might have life, and have it more abundantly. Well, thank God, that's the dividing line. Now, we need to get on one side or the other. See, either Jesus is the one that brought life and it more abundantly and all things that pertain to that, or either the Bible's wrong. And I don't believe the Bible's wrong, and I don't believe you believe the Bible's wrong. So this is the dividing line of the Bible. I mean, it's the balance wheel of the whole Bible. If you'll get a clear understanding of John 10.10, then it'll answer many of your questions in life and the things that you come up against. So he said, there is no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. God will, with any temptation, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, if that be true, then why was it that some of them didn't bear it? Why was it that some of them didn't make it through it? Now, these are some valid questions. That's the reason I'm posing this question. I want you to think about it a little bit. Because here's something that the Apostle Paul brought up that we need to know about. God has made a way of escape. Well, now God delivered Daniel from the lion's den. Thank God for that. But what about all the others that got eaten by the lions? I mean, they were eaten by lions. What about them? Well, now, if what the Apostle Paul says was true in the Old Covenant, then you see there was a way of escape, but they either didn't find it or they didn't take it. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. Because, you see, there's some things here that we need to look into. God wrought great miracles here. And great things happened by Gideon and by Barak and Samson and all of these. But if God makes a way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. Now, the word bear here, when it says that you may be able to bear it, means that you may be able to remain. Now, you don't have to read very far into these scriptures right here in Hebrews the latter part of the 11th chapter until you find out some of those folks did not remain. It is God's will that we remain in service until we fulfill what we've done. God doesn't get glory out of us just giving our life for the cause. You know, someone said about the army and fighting wars, said you don't win a war by giving your life for your country. The way you win a war is get the other side to give their life for their country. I mean, when you're pushing up daisies, man, you're not going to be much good to the country. So we need to understand this, that God is setting some things forth here, and the Apostle Paul has made some statements that we have to look at. And we have to look at them in the light of what he said, in the light of some things that happened in the Bible. Now, let me point out something to you here. Just for instance, let's look at some of these that died by the edge of the sword, were tortured, and such like. Now, let's take, for instance, Samson. This is one of the things, and if you go to the 16th chapter of the book of Judges, you find that Samson was mightily anointed of God. And as you read the story there, you find that the anointing of God would come upon him and he could do great things took the jawbone of a donkey and slew a thousand men. The anointing came on him. 
Now, you know that was supernatural strength, wasn't it? It was supernatural. And the strength that was upon him was of God, because God had especially anointed him for some things. But you see, God's anointing and God's calling is without repentance. And when you read in those verses there, you find out all the things that Samson did that you don't want to do everything that Samson did. But yet, even when Samson was in sin, and on one particular occasion there, he spent the night with a harlot and got up and left about midnight and they had locked the gates to try to stop him from getting away. They were going to capture him and try to kill him. And the anointing was upon him until he tore the gates up and carried the gates and the post to the top of the hill. Now here's a man that's walking in sin. But still that anointing was operating in his life. Now here's the thing I want to stop and point something out to you here. Because this will help you. It will help you in your ministry and it will help you as you see things through life. Just because there's miracles and the anointing of God upon people does not mean that God is in favor of everything they're doing. And the quicker you find that out, the better off you'll be. You'll find out that when God calls a person and anoints them, there may be even mighty miracles happening in their ministry. That doesn't mean that everything they do is right. That doesn't mean that they're living right, necessarily, you see. Because here's Samson, a very classic example of that, that was in sin. And yet, that anointing was still upon him because God had anointed him. And that anointing came upon him, and he tore the gates and carried the gates and the post to the top of the hill. Well, you need to understand that. Now, here's the point I'm coming to. Why was some of these people tortured? Now, one of the ones that was tortured, that it's referring to here, was no doubt Samson. Because you remember, they caught him, and after he had told his secret and they cut his hair, why, he lost that anointing, and they put his eyes out. They tortured him. Now, brother, that's torture when they put your eyes out. And then they took him and had him to grind at a mill in this big cathedral where they could watch him and make fun of him and uh, all of these things. That was torture. Now, see, he's one of the others of Hebrews 11 that we're talking about. He was tortured. And he had the problems and was all of this suffering because of his disobedience to God. Isn't that right? Now, see, you have to look at these things. Sometimes we read that and people say, well, I just don't understand why God allowed those things to happen to those people. Well, if you read about Samson, you'll find out. He disobeyed God. He got into sin and he told God's secret and it got him killed. And I'll tell you, we, we'll talk some more about people telling God's secrets because Joseph told God's secret and liked to got him killed. Thank you for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before we leave the broadcast... All this week is offer number 7132. That's 7132. It's called How to Succeed When Others Fail. It's a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Now, this How to Succeed When Others Fail will give you insight into how to apply the principles of God and the principles of the kingdom in your life to change situations and circumstances. It's taken from Luke, the sixth chapter, where Jesus talks about in verse 46, he says, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? 
Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you who he is like. He is like a man which built a house, digged deep, laid the foundation on a rock. When the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without foundation built his house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Now I want you to notice, Jesus said there are three things that will cause you to be successful in life. Number one is come to Jesus. You'll never be truly successful in life unless you come to Jesus, because he is the way, the truth, and the life of mankind. Come to Jesus, hear his sayings. Now, if he had finished there, we'd had it made, because most of us have heard what Jesus said. But he said, and doeth them. So three things. You come to Jesus, you hear what he said, and just simply do it. That's offer number 7132. It's a single CD entitled, How to Succeed When Others Fail, for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.